He stood there, moist chest and gray sweats. I nearly buckled, but I held it down with some snarky comment about how skinny he was, making him grab my arm and push me into that house. You still had to do the most. We finna go chill with the guys. Gee, I have on a white t-shirt and some jeans. Okay, but you look good, though. He said, giving me a smirk, and he walked past me into his room. When he returned, he had on nearly the same outfit as me. Our shoes were the only difference. Nuh-uh, go back and change. My outfit was already picked out before you got here, so no. Let's go. Nigga, watch your tone. Make me. Stop playing and grab your keys. Nah, I'm going to let you drive, so if anything happened, your pops can't try to say I had nothing to do with it. The entire night, I felt like I was one of the guys. I'm not a black girl or nothing, but to just be out there and kicking it with all his homies made me feel comfortable. Before leaving, Derek tried to make the decision for me that I'd spend the night at his crib. I was apprehensive, of course, but scared as hell to say the least. I don't have no sleeping clothes. I always kept an extra outfit in my dad's car just in case I had to change so I was prepared for the next day. I got a pair of sweats you can wear, and you can keep on the same shirt or wear one of mine. I nodded my head as we pulled back up to his house. We got out, and I noticed that my palms were so slippery that I dropped my keys twice before we even got to the door. You trying to change now or what? I'll change now. All right. You know where the bathroom is. Here go the clothes. Micah grabbed the orange shirt from his bed and the sweats before heading to the bathroom. She changed and played in her hair. Before leaving out of the bathroom, she took deep breaths, forcing herself to pull it together and calm the fuck down. Why are you standing next to the bathroom door like you a creep? Shut up and close your eyes. I gave him a side eye as he grabbed my clothes out of my hands and returned a look of impatience. He tied his do-rag on my hair and motioned for me to close my eyes. He grabbed my hand and guided me around the corner into his room. I felt him let go, assuming he put my things away. Okay, open them now. As Micah opened her eyes and looked on the bed, she saw her three favorite things. Candy, a jewelry box, and a shirt. Happy birthday, shorty. I covered my mouth in awe as I moved toward the bed, and he grabbed this small ring box. Opening it, I saw a gold heart-shaped ring with small crystals inside of the heart. Gee, this is too much. No, you good. Give me your right hand. Beans. Micah, give me your hand. I tossed up my right hand, and the ring slid perfectly onto my ring finger. Aww. I looked at it before standing on the tips of my toes to hug him. You're the best best friend in the whole wide world. No, you are, which is why you deserve all of this and more. I looked at him sideways for a second before laughing and grabbing the candy. Okay, so you're trying to make me fat. Why is this five pounds? Because it's your favorite candy. Now read your shirt. Bad and bougie. You already know. I laughed at the phrase and wrapped and put everything back into the gift bag he set aside. And as he turned on his PlayStation, he stopped me. It's a card inside the bag. Micah felt inside the pink paper bag before filling the card and taking it out. I appreciate and adore you so very much, Micah. You deserve the happiest birthday and play so many important roles in my life that it's unbelievable. You finally grown up. Love you, shorty. The card made her smile, and he included a gift card with nail money written over it. I turned and kissed his cheek as he played 2K, thanking him again for putting the bag aside. For the rest of the night, they talked until he turned off the game and made a pallet for himself on the floor while Micah took over his king-size bed. In the middle of the night, she felt him crawl into the bed but turn the other way. She knew him laying on the hard floor wouldn't last long, but the next morning, Micah woke up on Derek's chest and her legs locked around his. 
I picked up my head to see him still sleep, and I didn't care to move or switch positions. After waking back up, I noticed that he was awakened on his phone. And what time is it? Like 11.30. How long you been up? Since 10. And why you ain't moved? I was comfortable, and your head is big as hell. Shut up. I pushed his head before getting up. I woke up with a natural smile that I couldn't erase from my face. I was tired since we fell asleep real late, but then again, I don't think you could really tell. Hey, I'm taking you to breakfast, so hurry up and get dressed. I was so surprised. He always had this thing about us going out in public together and looking like something, but I guess that didn't matter to him. This is all a brand new feeling, but I liked the feeling, so there was no way to complain. Since her birthday, it had been safe to say that Micah was in her feelings. Every day, nonstop, one of the only things that she could think about was Derek. It had gotten to the point where she made a whole list of things that she liked about him. The whole list of things she disliked about him, of course. The likes outweighed the dislikes, and that's when she realized what was going on. Whether or not it was the way he made her smile, by the way that she thought about him all day long, she had a crush on her best friend. She noticed how special Derek had made her feel. And like she said, it was a comfortable feeling. She didn't know if she was in love, but she knew she'd be happy to be more than best friends. For the entire month of July and the beginning of August, all that she could think about was her best friend. Every time she saw a picture of a couple, she thought about how she could insert herself and Derek in that same situation. She even started asking those little, you know, ambiguous questions that every girlfriend asks. Do you want to get married later in life? How many kids do you want? Micah had already planned out much of her life, but after discussing Derek's life plan, she considered changing some of her own. She knew that once best friends started crushing on each other, it typically didn't end well. So all the while she denied it, one day she couldn't deny anymore. But then... Me and Shorty got back together. As a best friend, I couldn't do anything but text him back. Yay! All of those thoughts of liking him and being with him hurt to even think about now. I thought that I could continue to deny it and not think about it, but that shit hurt me to my soul. As I sat in the backseat of my dad's car, I pushed all of my stress and frustration to the back of my brain. You ever felt so hurt that your stomach turns and you feel the same pain go to your heart? Like, my heart really hurt. For the next week or so, we spoke every day, and I made a couple excuses as to why I wouldn't answer the phone for him at night like I usually do. When he called, I didn't pick up the phone, and I was always busy. I did some retail therapy and let myself fall into writing before getting over it. When I was ready, everything was back like it never left. About a month after they got back together, he sent me an emergency text telling me to call him. You're not going to believe this shit, G. What happened? We haven't talked all weekend. Don't text me like you're dying again. I damn near am. Tiffany cheated on me, G. I was not happy. I was pissed off. It angered me that the person I had love for was hurt. Tiffany had a very simple job. Derek didn't require much as a boyfriend, so why would she cheat on him? He wasn't neglectful, so I was pissed, period. I sent you the screenshots. I'm going to take a nap, G. I'm going to call you later. No, I'm going to call you when I get done reading the screenshots. All right, Michael. As the screenshots came through to Micah's phone, she was disgusted. Not only was she flirting, it seemed like Tiffany had been talking to the guy long enough for them to have sex. Micah looked a little closer, and she became livid at the fact that the message had this timestamp of Derek's birthday. She called him back as soon as she saw that. So you mean to tell me that this bitch was cheating on you on your birthday? 
My bad for calling her out of her name, but she bogus. Yes, G, that's exactly what she did. Cheated on my birthday. Then a nigga so bogus. With a nigga that knows you too? That's foul. Yes, G. He a dirty-ass nigga that be doing some sus-ass shit. On Instagram, dry-humping teddy bears and shit. I hoop with him and all. Then she sitting there crying and shit. Why? When it's her fault? Right, G. Did you tell y'all? Yeah, G. They saying she bogus and asking, am I good? Shit like that. Well, are you good? Yeah, I'm decent, G. A nigga went outside, though. Are you sure you're good? Nah, not really. I'll be there in 20 minutes. As soon as I hung up, I regretted my decision. I don't want to be around him right now. Liking him and being around him was too much for me, and now that he's single, this is all a mess. But it was my instinct to be there for him. As Michael waited in the line at the corner store, she got a text from Derek asking what movie she wanted to watch. At this point, she just wanted to drop off the snacks, give him a hug, and drive off. She didn't trust herself around him and felt like she was going to do something stupid. When she pulled up, he was waiting at the door for her as usual. She walked past him into the living room and stood there waiting for him to lock the door. Why are you standing there like that? Derek looked over Micah briefly before opening his arms and engulfing his best friend. Like what? I brought you some snacks and stuff. Thank you, G. I appreciate it. No problem. Sit down and watch a movie with me, G. I did not want to, but a bigger part of me did. I took off my jean jacket and sat on the couch. I took off my shoes as he pulled my feet into his lap, and I laid back. So, are y'all done? Hell yeah, that bitch not finna just be cheating on me. Don't call her a bitch because you were just in love with her. Yeah, yeah, all right. As Derek rolled his eyes, he laid sideways on Micah, wrapping his arms around her waist as the movie started to play. Derek, get off of me. Girl, you my best friend, which means you my personal pillow. You better get comfortable. D- Derek, for real, move. As Michael pushed Derek off, she knew she'd started something. Michael, what's wrong? Are you good? She tried to walk away from the couch, but Derek pulled her back by her wrist. Okay, we're going to be real honest here. We are recording this, and it is about to be a damn snowstorm in Chicago. So we're going to be really quick, but we wanted to do um, after the text. And for those who are new to this, after the text is the part of the podcast where we just kind of talk about the subject matter. So I'm going to jump right in. My guests today are Shay and Cozine. They voiced the wonderful characters. I love them both very much. So one of the, the first question is, how do you handle when you do have a crush on someone that you know, it's kind of just put you in the friend zone. What does that feel like? It's very hard. And it takes it takes somebody who's really, who has a lot of self-discipline. Because sometimes you just want to be like, Joe, I like you. Like, I really like you. And like I really in the story. Be, right. But you kind of, kind of scares you what may happen once you tell them that. And I think that if, if y'all really want to know, this is a true story. So um, it was very hard for Micah to tell Derek um, what happened. And she was very scared. So, yeah. And what about you, Carl? It's, um, I, I think it, it takes a lot of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult. Um, but then I believe that you, it's really a test. And you really test it mm-hmm. when you see that person with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then you see them do something that you know you would not do to them. Um, so I think that's when it really gets difficult. Um, and you really try to refrain from saying something there. Yeah. So would you advise people to kind of take that risk, you know, to just do kind of what Micah did, even though you were kind of forced, that character was forced mm-hmm. to, 
to just say, damn it, nigga, I like you. Or, you know, it, it depends on the situation. I think it kind of depends on the situation. Um, I definitely would not tell somebody, like, if they're going through a breakup, like, at that moment, you need to tell them more. I'm better for you than she is or say something like that because then that that sets into play is like, well, are you just saying this because you're their best friend and you're giving them best friend advice? Are you saying this because they like you? And that's one of the things that I'm not even going to say Michael. I was scared of um, is telling him like, she's not right for you Mm. because to this day, she's not right for him. But Mm -hmm. I can't tell him that if I like him because I don't know where it's coming from. So Gotcha. And what about you, Cole? Yes, um... Um, I would recommend, you know, I, same thing you said. It, it depends on the situation because um, it's it's, uh, it's real touchy. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get played. <laughs> right. Um, and then it, 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 if that happens, then it's like, okay, the friendship will be over, mm-hmm. period. Right. Um, mm-hmm. All together. So you don't want to look like no dummy. Right. But, um, but then on the flip side, I do think that um, you just never know. And if you, I feel like in the situation that I was in, um, I felt the same way, but then again, I felt like if I don't say anything, what if those feelings right there too? Right. Because it, it feels like it's being reciprocated. Yeah, so. you want it to go, you want it to go away so bad, but it just never does, never. and it just eats at you. And every time you see that, me like, oh my so god, cute. I love you so much, <laughs> but you can't tell them that because you're just their homie. Exactly. Yeah, I think for me, this is where the cool part of this podcast comes in. It's intergenerational. When I was reading the story initially. Your generation, you all are funny at friendship. That whole we laying on the couch, he yes. rubbing my goddamn feet. Yes. That's like my we, man. Ooh. Like that's not my best friend. Right. I don't even understand how the hell you do that we shit. Cool. And I and I didn't I really don't understand it now. And then that's going into like friends benefits and stuff like that. You have to be really mature with situations like that and just know. I'm an what old hoe and I'm not that mature. It's not <laughs> possible for me to just be like, this is my best friend who I am crazy about. He's so fine and he like Enjoy. Let me roll your feet. Right. Let me, you know, let me. We gonna hug up in the bed. Mm-hmm. What in the world? And then even like my friends, they will be like, "You're acting like his girlfriend right now." But that's <laughs> just how our friendship was brought up. Like I would go to Harold's and go get him some chicken and drop it off at his his uh either his house or his job for wow. lunch because that was my homie. Like that's what I did for my homie. But I liked him. I know. And I didn't realize that I liked him until after I had dropped off here. It was like four times. So <laughs> it took me that long. What to do you order? That. What was his order? Quarter white. Yeah, Fried hot. Oh, 10 wins. 10. 10. 10. 10. Jesus. I wasn't going to hell and getting no 10 wings. <laughs> 10. Yes, 10. He's 6'8", so you know. 10 wings. Yeah. What? Mild sauce? Yeah, mild sauce all pepper. over it. Yeah, mm-hmm. lemon pepper, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. All that. And you went four times? Probably more than four times. Yeah, I can't. But he would do the same for me. So it's just like that's that's my home. I think that's what I admire most about your generation. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are silly. I admire that. It's just from my generation. I would know. I don't know how to do that. So you all are you. you, You're different as far as how you push the Mm -hmm. envelope of friendship. You know, the affection and yeah. all of that. And I'm just like, no. And you still remain friends. Yeah, that was I'm not friends with one guy I've ever mm-hmm. dated. I could care less. And I'm not even going to lie. Like, after I told him, like, I couldn't push the story that far. But after I told him, it was kind of, he felt like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be friends. Because I don't want to continue to hurt you. Which is and what then he ended up saying. getting back with her. 
So hmm. they always go back. Hmm. Yeah. They're not together now, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with that? Kind of, I, yeah. I, I, I do. Um, Just um, the point of the way you all have friendships. Yeah. The, uh, the way I'm 26, so I'm a little older, just mm-hmm. a tad bit. But it's the same, you know. Um, the way that the friendship went, um, it's it, it was sort of like a learning experience of what I liked, what I didn't mm-hmm. like, just being mm-hmm. that close to them, um, and even uh, for them as well, it was like what they liked, what they didn't like. So that kind of made us, you know, we kind of closer in the situation. And um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still friends. Yeah, like that's still it, my it, it even friend. brought us closer, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did the benefit thing, <clears throat> but it's crazy because we started off like that at first. Okay, and oh. then became best friends. Yeah, that's messy. So that oh, you was started with the friends started with benefits. With the, Started with the friends with benefits. <laughs> yeah. And then see y'all. This is snow go, day. I wanted it to be further. We could talk so much. Yeah. More, you know, more relationships. Yeah. Work like that. I was in something like that yeah. too, and that's tough. When you because what you learn is you taught the person how to treat you. You can't be mad at that person because mm-hmm. you basically set it up that you can only text me, you know, call me and the little nickname and the little cold for I want a Y'all little something. Emojis, name, <laughs> off the record. <laughs> I'm serious, off the record. But if you're best friends with somebody, like we were friends and then around the time that I started liking him, that's when the whole benefit thing started. Mm-hmm. And it was just like is it because I was questioning myself because I was like, do I really like them just because you know it's sex? Right. And you know, stereotypically, girls, yeah, we connect. emotions get evolved. Yeah, we do. But then I was like, no, like I just like him as a person. Mm-hmm. And if we never had sex again, I would still be in love with you. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's touchy. Interesting. <sighs> Well, guys, because it's a snow day, we're going to cut this short, but we at least wanted to have a little after the text. So we thank you so much for listening. And if you want to submit a story idea, if you want to voice a character, um, if you want to submit independent music from, you know, really dope artists, go to www.talesofthetext.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>